Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow. And I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow, alongside my trusty sidekick, Dwayne Drum. What's going on, Dwayne? Not much, man. Chilling like a villain. Life is good. The weather's great. Enjoying life, man. And we can't ask for more than that, right? Fourth of July weekend uh, come and gone and still got all your fingers? Yeah, yeah. I didn't do any fireworks. I actually, uh, I did the drone. So um, I let everybody else fire it up and I put the drone up in the air and uh, shot the video with the drone. So I got smart this year. Did you have anybody trying to hit the drone with a bottle rocket? You know that. You know that. <laughs> you, it's always, it's part it's of always it. that. I don't even want to say it because they could be listening, but there's always that dumbass in the group, you know? Yeah, yeah. Somebody's <laughs> always trying to do that. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, today, Wayne, we actually have a, an extremely special episode today. We have Tom Raber with us today. He is an incredible guy. You know, he's the founder of The Contractor Fight, which is a podcast and a coaching platform for contractors. He's helping people across the country and might even be world. We'll have to listen to what he's doing. He's, he's up to a lot of big things, really helping people. And he leads with his heart. He understands the power of mindset, and he is passionate. That's why we love him. That's why I wanted to have him here on the show today. So, uh, hey, Tom, welcome to the Outer Space Podcast. How you doing? Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for all those nice things you said. That's a good way yeah. to start. Can you say all that again? That was nice to hear. It's cool. So, <laughs> It's like, bring it on. Bring it on. Absolutely. I remember when we had our first call together, you know, I was really impressed with how passionate you are about serving and, and to be able to help contractors and, and people in general just lead better lives. And through systems and process that you created, it's been really, you know, transformative for them. And, and you've been able to enjoy that as well for yourself. So it's really, it's great to see people helping people. Thanks, man. Well, listen, you know, we're all out there working hard and, you know, I believe most Human beings have great intentions. They're trying to take care of their families and the people they love. And oftentimes we shoot ourselves in the foot with some friendly fire because we just don't get, of our, get out of our own way. And so helping people do that kind of fires me up now and then. So I get a little carried away now and then. So I'll, I'll try to put the leash on a little here today. So Oh, no, take it yeah, off, dude. We want to see it wide open. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys are not hearing all the Marine Corps innuendos. It's, I think it's because Tom and I were in the Marine Corps. We're, I'm even hearing his words. You know, like I can, I can tell when I'm talking to another Marine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I, uh, Dwayne, you ever seen that? It's this meme where how a Marine does a maze. You ever seen that thing? It's like, no, you know, they got, it's like it a up. maze, you know, you got the little maze and the mouse goes through or whatever it is. <laughs> and it shows how the Marine Corps goes through a maze and you just plow through the thing, right? You just blow up the walls <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, just yeah. go through it. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, there's some things in this world that just need some violent action. So, and I, yeah. I believe, I believe the war with our mind is one of those things. Like we got to we be tough on ourselves and not let ourselves off the hook and go get what we want. You know, you Absolutely. get one life, man. Go live the damn thing. Get what you want and quit bullshitting yourself. You know, I literally just got off a training with our sales academy and the whole topic was too many people 
here I got all my notes here. It was funny. We just unleashed on him for an hour. Too many people are saying, I need to do this. I want to do this. I should have done this. And they say, how about doing? Just, just fucking do. Like, do. Yeah. It's, it's not complicated. You know, one of the things I said, I said, you know, how about being the type of person that says, I do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. That simple. And that could be raising your prices. It could be creating a sales process like we're going to talk about. It could be having a tough talk with an employee. It could be getting your ass home for dinner on time and quit, you know, pissing off your spouse or whatever it is. Like, you know, if you committed to something, do what needs to be done. No more when you look back in your week, you should have a lot of I dids instead of I need to, I should have done that. And so... Anyway, see, I'm already getting amped up, man. Yeah. So you haven't even asked yeah. me anything, and I'm getting amped up. I, but. I feel it. I feel it. Before you <laughs> hopped it. on, I was telling Joshua, I said, I, I partied too hard this weekend. I'm dragging. I said, but when Tom's ass come on, he's going to bring the pain. <laughs> so I, I guess I'm back. Ah, let's do it. <laughs> there you go. So, Tom, tell us your story. How did you get started in this? Oh, man. You know, I grew up outside of Chicago, a town called Wheaton, and my dad was in the trades, and my grandfather was in the trades, my uncle, and most of the contractors I knew had a rough go. You know, they were tired, dirty, and mostly broke. That was, that was my experience of contractors growing up, and all my friends had, you know, parents that were doctors and lawyers and engineers, and I literally lived on the other side of the tracks. It was one of those things, and all my friends, like, were rich, it seemed. And so... I spent my whole life trying to get away from the trades because I was like, how do you be successful with that, right? And lo and behold, I went in out of the Marine Corps and some other stuff and sales and this and that. And then in uh, 2002, I believe it was, I'm like, and this, I had worked for my uncle on and off and ran his crews and stuff, his painting business and this and that. And he helped me start my own business. I started my own painting business. So there I was back in the trades. And what I've learned is that the trades are full of, of some of the most honorable people that are full of integrity, hardworking. And I've, I've always known the hardworking thing and integrity and this and that. You know, but the world would tell you that you can't make money doing this. You can't, you know, the trades are a good fallback option and all that other stuff. So anyway, that was kind of my fast world history view, you know. Started a painting business and sold that in 2012. And then I started speaking and coaching and doing some stuff. And then we found, you know, we kind of rebranded everything to the contractor fight. You know, I've since, you know, then we've helped literally thousands and thousands of contractors around the world run better businesses, get their heads out of their butt, make more money. I'm telling you, what keeps fueling me and firing me up is the messages we get. We're like, man, we checked out one of your podcasts or one of your videos on YouTube and I implemented it. And now I'm not getting divorced. Like literally we get messages like that because there was so much financial strain in the marriage or, you know, our spouses working together. For some reason, we, we happen to attract a lot of couples that come into our programs and work together. I don't know why it's like we, but I don't believe there's, I believe your life and your business are one, man. You know, I don't think, I don't believe in balance. I think when you're home, you're all in. And when you're at work, you're all in like the teeter-totter or the seesaw, man. Like you just, it's tough to balance things. And so, I don't know, man, I'm all over the place around because I'm getting fired up about this, but it's like, I'm probably most proud of my team and I, we produce more free content that helps contractors than anybody in the world. Hundreds of videos, hundreds of podcasts, tons of social media stuff we got, you know, because that, that's our philosophy, you know, is our mission is to bring respect and dignity back to the trades. I want to help 1 million contractors put another 100 grand in their pocket a year. 
You know, that's one of our big, you know, tangible goals. And we're barely scratching the surface, man, because there's a lot of people out there, a lot of contractors. And and so anyway, I appreciate you having me here today, but I'm excited to have a conversation. That's fantastic, man. I love that. And I love that mission too, because so many, you're right. I mean, I've met some of the most amazing people in my life that are in the trades that are the people that can build things and create things out of nothing. And, mm-hmm. you know, we started that way as well. I know I did. And, you know, it's so deep within you, but to try to make money doing that can be very tough, especially when most of your clients and most of our clients too, or even people I know in this industry, they don't go to school for business and sales and all that stuff. They don't come out with a lot of letters after their names and things. So they start out as a hobby and oftentimes it becomes a business and then they've found themselves in the middle of something they can't control anymore that's consumed their entire life and that's typically when they start reaching out for help right so it's, it's so good that there's people out there to help them for sure we learn those that we spend time with in the trades like you said you don't you know i learned how to paint and stuff for my uncle working next to my uncle and i learned how to bid based on what he was bidding and and i that's one of the biggest mistakes contractors make or i think any industry but contractors in this point is you know, we price our work based on the going rate. But when you look at the data, like my team and I have, the average home improvement contractor is only making like 50, 60 grand a year. He's up to his eyeballs in debt. He's stressed. He's busy in the sense of why the hell would we give any attention to the going rate if most are struggling, you know? And so, you know, we all have, we all have our wake up call. You know, there's that old proverb or whatever they call it. When the student is ready, the teacher arrives. You know, and I think it was that way for me. Like, you could have given me all the advice in the world when I was starting out, but I was different, man. And I'm going to be different. And what I realized is, no, oh, I'm not different. I got my ass kicked just like they said I would. So, Tom, I got one for you. So when you're talking to all these contractors, and I know this, this might be a hard question, but you said thousands of them. What would you say is the number one problem that you're seeing? I know it's not just one issue, but let's say you had to tie it down to one. And if you had to slip up and for conversation, add two. But what would you say would be the number one problem? Dwayne, I thought you were going to ask me something hard, man. You said it was going to be hard. This is, the, like, this is a softball. This, honestly, it is because the name the contractor fight is about the six inches of real estate between our ears. That's why we named the company the contractor fight. And that is hands down the number one issue I see is the way we think about ourselves and our value and what we believe about ourselves and the story we tell ourselves. You know, I believed for many years, and I feel like I'm four decades behind the success curve in my own life because for four years I carried around this head trash that I was stupid. I rode the short bus for two years in grade school and and was in the special ed class and all this other stuff. And that just, that foundation set the stage for me. And there were some other things in life or whatever it is, but like, that was so impactful to my confidence. I just thought I was stupid. I wasn't capable of learning things. I, I would stuff my opinions and my feelings because I didn't, didn't trust myself to be smart enough to have an intelligent opinion. Like I could give example after example. And, you know, and then I was, I don't know, 38 or 40 years old or whatever it was. And I went to an event that I didn't want to go to because there was going to be a bunch of smart people there. I swear to God, I didn't want to go. I, I was invited two, two or so years in a row to go, and I lied and made an excuse both years why I couldn't go and be on the panels and speak and stuff like that. And then I went, and I said, man, I got I to run into this punch, or else I, I'm never going to get over this head trash. And once I did that, I realized that I wasn't dumb. I had a lot to offer. The, the ass kickings I've taken through the years can have some value. You know, a lot of guys will say your, your mess is your message, right? 
And so all those things, the bankruptcy I went through and this and that and the other thing and being a terrible student, all these things created other things in me like resilience and grit and some hustle and, you know. So yeah, man, you, you, you got to walk into that punch, you know. And so for any contractors that are listening to this right now, that's the number one thing. It's you got you to gotta know that you deserve to be respected. You deserve to make money. You add massive value to people. And if you're adding massive value to people and their property and you're not burning their damn house down and you're playing by the rules and, and you know, you're doing the right things, you deserve to be paid just as much as, you know, the attorney or the doctor or whoever is getting paid. So don't sell yourself short. It's actually pretty damn easy to make a ton of money in contracting if you just do those right things. But I, I see it's, it's, it all starts with that mindset, man. Your income reveals your mindset. So what are you doing to get them to understand? Because after like Joshua actually did it to me, I went to the Tony Robbins uh, UPW and it just completely blew out my mind. And I did the same thing you did is the first year I made you know, it actually was an excuse. My nephew died, but I was able to ride off that because I, I didn't even feel like I had the money to do that. I was so terrified to go. And finally, Josh calls me up and the next year. We get to talk. and said, you want to do the UPW? I'm like, yeah, I'll go. He said, OK, I got something set up for next week. I'm like, hold up, bro. Like, I need some time. But I went and completely changed my game. But and so now that I'm back, I'm gassed up. My life is just freaking exploding, having rock star days, rock star weeks and i'm trying to tell people around me like oh i don't believe that i'm like you don't see me you don't see me like how are you explaining to these guys that once you get your head in place that you can take off and explode like how are you opening them up no that's a great question it's you know in our world we call it you got to start with owning your crap right there's no progress without truth as dan sullivan the old business coach has always said and so that's the first step is we, we get you to look in the mirror. Like, let's look at the data. Let's look at the evidence of your life. And I'm not talking just the bank account, although that's a big part of it. But, you know, a lot of guys are like, oh, I can't find anyone to work for me. I can't build my team. But they're not owning their crap. Instead, they're, they're going, nobody wants to work. And they're making themselves the victim instead of going, well, let's look in the mirror and see how you're blowing it as a leader. And what kind of culture are you creating? So we just, we just put, we turn the mirror on, on you. And just go, all right, let's, and when you're, and, and again, I, like I said, when the t student's ready, the teacher arrives, right? So until you're really ready to look in the mirror and own your crap and acknowledge that regardless of where you are in your business and your life right now, it is 100% your choice. It is your choice. Yeah, bad things happen. Bad things are always going to happen, you know, but you can either choose to suffer and, and be a victim, or you can choose to take it on the chin, fight through the pain and make and use that to make you stronger. And so, you know, Dwayne, we start with that. It's owning your crap and, and really helping people see that most contractors unintentionally steal from their families, right? They steal money, they steal time, they steal memories because they're playing on everyone else's rules and everyone else's process instead of the one that's going to get them oxygen first in their own life. So that's where we start with everybody is, you know, and unless you're willing to do that, we can't help you. Amen, man. I love that. I love that. Ground floor. You got to start with that yeah. foundation. So important. Business, I, I, I truly believe success in business is like 90% between your ears and 10% math. Yep. You know? I agree. In several years, we've been just doing a lot. I've just been doing a lot of my own work and working on me and our community and in the fight and all this other stuff. And so much of our success or failure is, is just a matter of what do we put into our heads each day? 
Yep. You know, what am I going to attract into my life? And I'm not going to get all woo-woo on you here, but it's like, I, I promise you, you get more of whatever you think about. It's that simple. Like if you, I had a guy who's like, oh, I can't find anybody. Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to work. Everybody's saying that right now. I said, you know, every time I talk to you, you say nobody wants to work. You can't find anybody. So if every time in the last three weeks, you've said that to me when we've been on the phone together, I wonder how many times a day you're saying that to yourself. So now your reality is all you can see is nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to come here and blah, blah. I said, why don't you flip that? You know, write it down a few times a day. And every, just man, I can't wait to find the right person because I know there's plenty of people in this city of 4 million people that would love to work for me. And I swear to God, within like three days, he hired a, a new foreman. Like it was that great because, <laughs> yeah. you know, you see more of what you're really looking for. Yep. Dude, spot on, spot on. You, you, you get to create the narrative in your head. And if you create the wrong one, you're always going to see the shit. You know, it's, it, it's the same thing with everything in your life. That is, a, that is a controlled factor that most don't realize they have the power over. You know, it's, it's, what story are you feeding your brain every day? It's, it's so important. So, and I, I hear people all the time say the same thing. I can't find good help. I can't find good help. I said, what makes you a good leader worthy of good help? There you go. Yeah, own your crap. Yeah. Are you the company that somebody wants to work for? That that's what I always ask them. Like, are you a company? Would you work for you? Yeah. Like if you had bills to pay and you had a wife and family, would you work for you? And if, and if you got to think about that, well, you need to get your shit together. <laughs> that's why you don't have good help. Yeah, help is free anyway, so stop using help. I mean, anybody helps you, that's really free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, today really is, is about starting to talk about the first steps in building, you know, a sales system to help you launch your contracting business into the stratosphere. And all three of us have done that already, which is amazing. It's such a great feeling. But so many and, and in the early days, I'll be the first to admit that I struggled like crazy because I, it didn't come from a business background. Right. And I'm just doing it as a hobby. Pretty soon it was a family business and then it, be, it grew and grew. And then we hit a certain plateau. I couldn't figure out how to get through that. And then right. you break through it and you find new problems and you got to break through those. And it's, it's a constant journey, right? If you don't sign on for the journey and the excitement that comes with that journey, you're going to be seriously pissed off if you think you're just going to start a business and you're in the promised land. Like that doesn't happen, right? Just doesn't happen. Yeah. So, you know, getting into the, the idea that when you start a business and you get going, I think there's always going to be bumps and things that happen. That's just the nature of business. That's what it is. But having the wherewithal and the strength to pull through that, to surround yourself with people that are able to help and mentor you is going to be seriously crucial if you want to really grow and scale quickly and be able to do it in a way that doesn't take you your whole life to figure out what somebody could have taught, you know, taught you in a few weeks. That's really the big part, right? So, so you know, Tom, why do you think that contractors need systems, sales system in particular? Like, why, why do systems make things easier? Do they make things easier? Do they make it more difficult? Like, somebody starting out, why would that be an important thing to think about? Well, you know, like I said before, or we were talking before, most, most of us in the trades, you know, we learn the trade side by side with somebody. We never really learned how to sell. Or we imitated, you know, our boss or dad or uncle or whoever it was in the way that they would sell, right? And it's... Somewhere along the line, I don't, I'd like to punch the guy who was the first one to put free estimates on the side of his van, right? Because it's like right out of the gate, you're, you're um, devaluing yourself, you know? And I'm, and I'm not saying like you can't have a free consultation and some things like that, but what this has turned into, it's like this Wild West free-for-all where like on one side, the contractor most haven't gone to sales school or business school. And then on the customer side, they don't go to customer school. They just play by the rules we allow them to play by, if you think about that. <laughs> They're only following our lead. I mean, dude, 
I, I remember one of my kids had a surgery with a specialist, and that cat walked in like Maverick from Top Gun, man. Like he was squared away. He walks in the room, and he's like, all right, so here's what's going to happen. You know, before the surgery, X amount of hours, you're going to do this, and you're not going to do this, you're not going to eat this, and you're blah, 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 then you're going to show up at this time, and we're going to do this. Blah. And my point here is, he just took control, because what's he do? He operates on that specialty every damn day. That's his groove, right? He knows the game. And he's done this, and the reason we went to him, because he had a great reputation, he had built a good brand as being a specialist in this area, and... It's no different as a contractor, except when somebody calls us, they're like, well, I need you to come out on Sunday at two o'clock, you know, in between, you know, church and my daughter's birthday party is the only time this week I can meet you. And what do we do? We blow off our families. We run out there and we do that. Or they go drive by the house and throw a bid in the mailbox. Or we spend a couple hours. We've, in, we've researched this for years now. The average home improvement contractor spends about four hours, windshield time, tap dancing at the home with the client typing crap up, making follow-up calls, all this garbage just to get ghosted, right? And they don't even have the damn respect to look you in the eye and say, I'm not going to hire you. They just hide from you, all right? So this comes back to what you believe about yourself. I deserve to be respected, okay? And we're going to do this sales thing on my terms because I'm the pro at my thing here. This is what we know how to do. And the reason we have 485 kick-ass reviews. The reason why you called us because your friend referred, up, referred you to us or whatever it might be is because we follow our process. And every time we follow our process, everybody wins even if you don't hire us. Okay? But the minute I don't follow my process, all right, shit goes wrong. And the big thing for me is, and somebody taught me this years ago. I, I wish I give credit. I can't remember who it was. I think I heard it in an event or something. If you don't have your own sales process, and let's say you have 500 leads a year coming in. You actually are on 500 different sales processes now. And how do you ever get in the groove, right? And so that's why it's important. It's about taking control. Like, you know what you're doing. And so what we teach, our big thing is pre-qualification. Like most guys pre-qual by going, where do you live? What do you want done? And are you breathing, right? Like, that's about it. And maybe do you own the home? You know, ours is a whole process that by the time you're off the phone with somebody in 10, 15, 20 minutes, you've talked about, we have five steps. Our first is their motive. Why do you want to do this? And can I even help you? We talk about the budget. We have a way that 100% of the time, we will get their budget through a conversation on the phone. And then, you know, we'll have that conversation. And many times they're like, oh my God, that's you know, you're 50 grand and everyone else is 3,000 bucks. We can't hire you. And you're like, okay, great. See you later. Okay. I'd rather find that out on the phone than all that other time and stealing memories and money and all that other shit from my family. It's about control. You deserve to take control. You know what you're doing. So first and foremost, that's why you need to have a sales process. Yeah. No, it was an excellent, uh, excellent response. That just aha moment on some of the shit I've been thinking about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's super important for sure. You know, we, we all run into the same problems. I had the same before, you know, when we first started out was, you know, if the phone rang, you ran. If they, you know, out of 7 million people on the planet or 8 million people, if they called you, you had to go. What would they say if you didn't? Right. Think about right. it. You get a bad review if you didn't show up in 15 minutes or Sunday afternoon when they're after church, they're ready to go, right? Yeah. So once you take control of that and say, no, 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 we have two slots this week. We can see if for this amount of time, once we get past our, our you know, pre-qualification, which one works for you? Your doctor, your lawyer, everybody would do it the same. Why the hell are you any different? 
Yeah, I mean, think about this. You don't go into a BMW dealership, and I use BMW because that's about the price of a lot of home improvement projects, right? Like it's, you know, 60, 80 grand or whatever the hell it is. And you don't go in there and go, okay, this is how this is going to work <laughs> as the consumer, right? You walk in and they're like, hey, we're going to sit down here first and have this conversation. Then we're going to fucking do this. And then we're going to fill this out. And then we're going to do this. And, and so they've taken control of their process. And every healthy business is going to do that. Yet when it comes to contractors, we feel like, oh, if I don't bend over backwards for these people, they're not going to hire me. All right. If that's what's going through your mind, then you have one of a few problems. One is the mindset stuff that we kind of talk about. But the other is maybe your marketing and branding sucks and you just don't have many, enough leads coming in. I see that a lot. When guys are wussing out in the sales process and bending over and you know running around doing whatever people want them to do in the sales process, it's usually because they're, de they're selling from a point of desperation. And so you know, one of the things I tell people, 365 days a year, you need to be building your brand and you need to be hiring people. You know, And they, they work together. And when you do that, when you're building your brand and you've invested in that and all this other stuff and the leads are flowing and the phone's ringing, it's much easier to be bold in your sales process. Yep. Totally agree. Tom is so freaking Marine Corps. Like Josh, you like I, after this is over, we'd have to go through the the whole podcast and I'll, I'll hit beep. But every time I hear the Marine Corps like word, like this guy is so fuck like, damn, freaking daggone everything, dude. You are so Marine Corps, man. I got to start hanging with some of Marine Corps friends. Yeah. OK, I got one for you. And this is sort of a follow up. And you, you answered a little bit with your sales program. It's so in-depth and it breaks everything down. Is there a repetitive system that you're teaching your contractors? Is there something that they have to do every single day? Are they work playing? Like, what are they doing to build this muscle up? Yeah, our process is called the Contractor Sales, or it's the Contractor Sales Academy, and our sales process, five-step process, is called the Shin Fu. It's named after my co-founder, Steve Shinholzer. And basically, there are five things that we want to know before we're going to schlep ourselves out to somebody's home and stand in front of them in person. Uh, the first is the motive. People buy for their reasons, not our reasons. And as contractors, as salespeople, we often spit out and barf on them all the reasons why we think they should hire us. We don't subcontract our work. We've been in business 40 years and all this other shit. And all she cares about is don't wake up my twins when you're working at the house. And the contractor who understands that is going to get the job, right? And so we end up talking way too much. So we teach people how to ask great questions and really get to the motive through tactical empathy and some other techniques like that. Then, once we understand the motive, you trans transition into the money. Okay? And so, Dwayne, it might sound like, hey, listen, I, I think I have a good picture of what you want here for your project, blah, blah, blah. Got one of two ways that I can approach this. You know, the first is we can blow out these walls, raise the ceiling, and build you, put cool beams in the kitchen area here, redo the whole kitchen. This will be the type of thing that, like, it's going to be, people are going to be pinning this thing on house, on their idea board, on Pinterest, and all other stuff, because your kitchen's going to be so awesome. That's going to be, I don't know, 250 to 300 grand. Or we can leave the ceiling and the walls where they are, not do the beams, we just give you a nice kitchen with some of those other things that we talked about, blah, 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 for 150, 175 grand. Which conversation does it make sense for us to have? And then shut your mouth. That's the money. That's called bracketing. And they might go, yeah, let's talk about the $300,000 option. Or they might go, wow, well, certainly not the first one. And that 150, 175, that's like twice as much as everyone else that we've talked to. And that's where you just go, yeah, I, I, I hear that from time to time. So what do you think our next move is? See, so you're taking control by putting the ball in their court, right? 
And so that's the money. Big pushback we used to get and still sometimes from contractors, well, how can I have this conversation on the home over the, or over the phone about what something's going to cost? Well, guys, listen, if you've been doing your trade and you know what things cost, you paint broad strokes of what things could cost and what can change the price up and down. And this, that's why content on your website is so important and all that to educate people. But step three is the truth, meaning, hey, I, you know, they might say, yeah, that $150,000 budget sounds great, Tom. And I go, what do we want to do next? Right? Again, I'm, I want them to invite me to the home. I'm not going to invite myself. And I don't want to get into all the nuances of it here. But what that step three is about is we're going to give each other permission to be honest. So if I get out there and I see a game-changing condition, I'm going to just call a timeout and go, Dwayne, I can't do this for 150. Here's why. Access to this is a mess and blah, blah, blah. You know, and I just, I, didn't, I don't want to play games with you. All right? Or if you don't want to hire me, you don't yeah. like me, you don't like my truck, you don't like my beard, and for whatever reason you don't want to hire me, just tell me you don't want to hire me and we're good. All right? So the truth, and the truth's the hardest to explain quickly like this. Step four is the influencers. You know, this is how you avoid, I got to check with my spouse. I got to check with my accountant. I got to blah, blah, blah. Like, let's get everybody who's going to make this decision on board before, you know, we set up a time to meet. And uh, we teach you how to do that. And then step five, we call the BS meter, which is the uh, consultation fee. And, you know, we got people charging 500 or 1,000 bucks if they're going to go out to somebody's property and not get a deposit check. You know, and so if we're going to your property in person, we're getting paid one way or the other. And so how we implement that, to answer, really answer your question, Dwayne, is we have uh, in our membership academy, you know, we have a couple hundred members in there and we have a belt system like martial arts. You know, you do so many role plays in your first two weeks, you get a green belt and this and that. And so we probably do, within the group, there's probably four to 5,000 role plays happening every month within the group. Like it's something we beat over their heads. Like you want to learn a new skill. We all start with unconscious incompetence, right? You suck and you don't know it. And then your eyes are open and then you're like, now it's conscious and incompetence. You know, I'm not very good at this, but at least I know I'm not very good. And then with some practice, you move to conscious competence, which, hey, I'm getting good at this, but I have to try. And then with more practice and repetition and expertise, you get to that unconscious competence, which is it's, it's become second nature. It's like when you see the guy shredding a guitar solo on stage like crazy and he's having a conversation with the sound man about the monitors or something, like that's muscle memory, that's unconscious competence, that's that, you know, you're in that zone and that only comes from practice and training. And so that we, I'd say the second biggest differentiator of our sales academy from other programs is how much we turn the heat up on our members to practice. And then the other, the biggest differentiator is that we actually teach you how to be a better communicator with another human being by being a better listener more than a bunch of sales scripts. So important. I mean, our clients are becoming more sophisticated every day and they can, you know, to the bullshit meter side of things, they can smell bullshit a mile away. You know what I mean? And you just have to be an authentic human being and come in actually caring and curious about what they're looking to do and figure out how we can create win-win situations. And if that's not the case, and if they don't want a win-win situation, then you need to get out of there. And if that's not what you're about, then you're going to be seen and smoked out pretty quick. And that's that's a huge part there. So how important is it to get both decision makers involved early in your process when it comes to, you know, the the end result when your students are working? You know, this this is a... One of my first sales jobs, I was one of those in-home window sales guys that used to lie to people. And 
It was horrible. I only lasted three months there. I was a top sales guy in three months because I was really good at it. And my conscience took over. I couldn't yeah. handle the, it was this whole story that was bullshit that we would tell people to create urgency, right? So their thing was, you know, you got to have so many sits a week and both people had to be at the kitchen table and all that other garbage, right? That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about you know, what I don't want to do is have the money conversation with Dwayne. And then he's like, you know, yeah, that, that budget sounds great. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do next? Well, you know, I need to check with my wife or, you know, we need to think about it and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to address that on my own. I'm not going to wait for that. So I might say, hey, Dwayne, you know, you, you just painted a picture for me here of what this kitchen is going to look like. Is there anyone else who's really excited to do this project? Oh, yeah, my wife. Or you might get my partner. You don't say you're, you don't you know, in our day and age, you just don't say, hey, what's your wife going to think? Your husband is making an assumption, right? So it's just a way to kind of, and then they're going to be like, yeah, my wife's really excited. She's the one that made me call you. And I go, well, hey, what do you think she's going to say about spending 150 grand? You know, and it's just having the conversation. You might get, we hear this a lot. Oh, yeah, we're good. We're, we're on the same money page together and all this other stuff. And that's fine. Well, at that point, we're going to take their word for it, right? I'm going to trust you that you're not bullshitting me. But at least we've addressed that. So many contractors get stalled in the sales process because they run out to somebody's house. The spouse isn't there, right? They work up some bid, write the estimate up. And now I got to check with my husband, partner, spouse, business partner, whatever it is. And now they got to go on a follow-up list that now I got to call through on Fridays or whatever for six hours, right? It's just not an efficient use of time. We actually have a metric called the ESR, the effective sales rate that we track, where take what you sold in a period of time and divide it by the number of hours you spent in the sales process, whether that's driving, typing stuff up, follow-up calls, all this other stuff. And obviously, the higher the number, the better, because it means you're more efficient and effective as a salesperson. And so, yeah, you can't, I'm not going to question if somebody says their spouse is cool with it, then I'm going to take their word for it. But here's the thing. That's why the BS meter is a step. So you said your spouse is cool with it. I just want to make sure, because we have this crazy consultation fee of 500 bucks. If I come out there and I tell you it's 150 grand, you know, or five grand or whatever it is, what, what are we going to do next? You know? You know, Tom, I love that direct process you guys have on that. And I want to flip the script on a question a little bit. And you sort of broke this off in the beginning of the conversation. And we went around, we went directly to the sales. And this is going to tie into there. And this, is, this, this holds deep with me, too, because I think all three of us have gone through that path. And we, now we all have sales systems. My business is out of control, booming. Like Josh and what I were just talking about before you popped in, like, I'm looking back like, damn, this thing is really booming. I was just in the office today, and I still have that open office space. I haven't, I, we're growing, and I, I'm almost at the spot where I can have my own office and everybody else has their own shit. But we're talking today, and they're talking about the clients that, are going through the system sales process. And I'm just sitting here like, damn, are, do we really have that many leads that they're having conversations about it? But here's the question I want. If you go all the way back to say you're like 21, because just you've just realized and you're like, fuck, I just realized this. What would you tell your 21 year old self, you know, about this process or the new guy who's just starting out now? What would you say? I would tell myself that this is really about you setting the tone for how you, you're going to choose to respect yourself going forward in your life. Like, that's the importance of this, that you're not a victim. You know, you don't have to play by all the rules that everybody plays with. And I'm not saying be some polarizing rebel who's a jerk, but just 
you know, you know what you're doing this and, and don't go down a path that's going to add a bunch of chaos to your life. It's hard enough to run a business and things like that and make money. So to me, it's about respecting myself. I would tell myself that trust this process because not only is it about respecting yourself and it's going to help you sell more and make more money and shit, but the way we teach it and the things that we teach are going to help you be a better communicator in every area of your life with every relationship that you have. I mean, I cannot talk, my, one of my partners in, in the sales academy, we were talking yesterday, we started this thing to help people sell more and it's turned into like a life academy to help people be better communicators. Like, I can't tell you the amount of marriages that we've mended or had a part in because the person that was in our sales academy learned how to shut up and ask a good question and not make assumptions and really dig motive and pain out of somebody and this and that without judgment and this and that without an agenda. So, yeah, I would tell myself, you're in for one hell of a ride as a communicator and uh, and it's going to affect every area of your life positively. So That's really cool. So what do you think the one lesson in life that you learned, you know, through your business that took you longest to learn? Kind of play off that other question. What I've learned through my whole business journey is that I'm not a victim. That success is 100% my choice. And if I'm not successful, if I'm broke, if I'm fat, if I'm whatever, I've chosen that. And I grew up in a family, financially speaking, never had a lot of money. Rich people were assholes. You know, they were entitled and this and that. And, you know, the more I've leveled up my bank account and my relationships through the years with people like that and stuff, I've learned that it is a massive amount of humility that you have to have to be financially successful. You know, uh, and I'm talking those that don't inherit it and stuff, right? So, you know, I'm of just course. saying like, to, like we're doing. And so, yep. yeah, that's probably the biggest biggest takeaway is that it, it, success is a choice because I for a long time I didn't believe it was in the money realm I did it in other areas but financially speaking business wise and career wise it was something that I always thought was unattainable you know yeah you know I wanted this conversation to be more about you Tom but there's this is something that happened to me I think it was on Sunday and I had it was so powerful that I had to call Joshua and I think it's the perfect time to even bring this in here but like I said I still wanted to be this interview about you but what you said opens it up and what happened was we were I went to go visit my family in Ohio and uh, actually friends they're friends but they've become family but we were at a restaurant. We were talking about having dreams. Mm. And in my dreams, when I'm fighting, my punches are not landing. They're soft. And I'm like trying to hit hard and they're landing soft. Well, there was a guy in front of us and he must he was listening. He looked like when he stood up, I mean, he was a big like MMA fighter type guy. And he said, hey, I didn't mean to be eavesdropping on your conversation he said but i think i understand what you mean about that punching thing he said have you ever been in a fight and i'm looking like fuck yeah i'm in the marine corps like i was a marine like that's all we did was fight but it, you know what i mean i'm like yeah he said what happened is you have to will yourself you know what i mean he said even when you're in that dream you got to push yourself and willing yourself and what he hit was he said you he looked at me he said you were probably dealing with some things where you're either going to the next level or you're doing some things and you don't feel like you have enough firepower or you don't feel like that you can do this. And this is exactly what I have been going through. Like my business has been exploding the past three years, but where I see it going 
is like totally next level. And I'm waking up sort of stressed, like, do I have what it takes? You mean, because I'm reading all the books, I'm doing all the reps, I'm doing the podcast, listen to everything. But still, I'm asking myself, do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes? Can I really do it? Just like what you said, can I really do it? And then this guy just hits me just like that out of the blue. And it's like, you got to will yourself. And now like I am, I was so quiet in the car on the way back. My wife was like, what happened? I said, that guy just fucked me up, you know? And it's exactly <laughs> what you just said again. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I visualized, you know, I'm, I'm throwing these punches and they're just not landing, right? The first thing I thought was, because I've had some, not the same dream or whatever, but I've had a lot of moments in my life where still to this day, there's times I struggle with, excuse me, self-doubt or whatever it might be, lack of confidence. And what I've found is when I'm fulfilling the promises I've made to myself, my confidence increases and I'm unstoppable. Yes. So like if I say I'm going to, sit down and shoot a video at 9 a.m. tomorrow, right? If I blow it off, my confidence takes a hit. Okay, so it could be, it could be I'm going to get up and not hit the snooze, right? I'm making that promise to myself at whatever time. Well, if I hit the snooze, my confidence just took a dump again because I'm like, that's just for me. Like, if I'm feeling insecure, like my punches aren't landing, like I'm not good enough or whatever it is, I could usually do a cell a debrief, right, after action report here where you look back and you just go, you know what, this, the last few weeks I've kind of been blowing off. I blew off a couple of my workouts. I blew this off. I didn't fulfill this. And so no wonder I'm struggling right now. But the opposite is true. Is like when I'm, you know, checking those boxes and those things that I've committed to myself, it builds that momentum, you know, and now I just expect myself to land those punches. So I went to confidence with that when I heard that. Love that. I mean, I've been doing the same thing the last couple of weeks. My wife and I did a seven-day fast, and that was one of the biggest mental struggles I ever went through. But after it, I've been coming out of it, and I've been struggling here and there to keep up with my typical routines, which keep me in the state and, and just fired up, right? But I've been struggling here and there, and I'm like, you know what? The reason why, to your point exactly, is that once I've set – I don't set goals. I set musts. I only set a few, but they're mm. the ones that I'm going to absolutely achieve and there's no other option. I will move hell and high water to make that happen and create teams that will make that happen. But the point is that when you know when it comes down to it and I, I know what I'm capable of, you can only lie to yourself for so long, right? You know when you're what you're capable of. Next thing you know, you're telling yourself, yeah, you know what today I'm doing? I'm going to skip the workout to your point, right? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to eat as good today. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Next thing you know, each one is a ding to that confidence. And pretty soon you're like, what the hell does it matter? Like we all struggle. We also set ourselves up for disaster when we put everything on equal importance on our calendar, right? Like not everything is carries equal weight. That's why we blow shit off, right? So again, it's so funny. My training call before this podcast is kind of rolling into this. My partner there said he, uh, he said, if you look at the ultra successful, wealthy people, they're actually the least busy. Yep. Right? Because they've identified, you know, that I call it the one nail, right? You know, if I run around, I'm tapping in all these nails around a house, and at the end of the day, I got all these half set nails. I didn't get anything done today, right? And I'm just tired and busy. All right. So hit the nail in and drive that bitch all the way in, right? You just got to make sure you're identifying the right nail. And, you know, for me, you know, I'm going to point out where for me, it's, it's my physical and mental health. It's, time with my queen, it's creating content, and it's guiding the vision of my contractor fight in sales academy teams. That's it. Those are my nails. And as long as I knock those nails in, when I start half-assing them, 
and trying to fit in all this other stuff. You know, so not everything's equal importance. You know, I interviewed the, the Jeff Woods from the One Thing company that wrote the book The One Thing and all this other stuff, and and he says before something goes on your calendar, it needs to audition for it. And that always stuck with me. I was like, wow, not everything gets to make the cut, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that. you need to be auditioning that. for things on your calendar. And so that's where I'm always looking, you know, for those big impact things. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that it has to be make a hundred phone calls today or whatever it might be if somebody's listening. It could be as simple as I'm going to take five minutes and, you know, write in my journal, get my head on the paper. It could be that simple. Right, it could be yeah. whatever. It doesn't have to be some big thing, but it it's something that can have a big impact. I love that. I think Josh would probably follow up on this one. Tom, what books would you say? Book or books would you say that you're reading right now, or somebody should read right now, to sort of catch up to get to where you are? Oh wow, um, it's funny. We're remodeling my office down here, and all my books are on the floor over there. I can see them. Um, well, I mentioned the one thing that that one's been really good for me because it really helped me to identify the shit that's really important. Okay, that was huge. There's a guy named Sean Whalen from Lions Not Sheep wrote uh, How to Get Love Shit that. Done. Super simple. You know, those are big for me. There's a book called How Rich People Think. I forget the author. It's like tiny little chapters, and I can send you a link to it or whatever. But that was huge for me years ago because it was just about unscrewing your money mindset. I grew up in an environment where it's hard to make money. It's hard to make money. That's all you ever heard. And what I've learned is it's really damn easy to make money. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> you yeah. know? But you have to believe that. So those are a couple. And then, and then the, uh, by the end of 2021, there's a book called Winning the Contractor Fight that's going to be released. That's coming well, out. That, <laughs> I bet that's pretty good, too. So. I was waiting for that book. Yeah. <laughs> I went first copies. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I was waiting for that yeah. book. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So what do you think the top three steps are for our listeners can take to, to start implementing even a very rudimentary, simple sales system into your businesses? Just somebody who's never had a system, like what are yeah. the first few steps you'd recommend them to get started with? Answer your phone. That sounds really crazy, but most contractors don't answer their phone. So answer your phone and slow down. Don't run out to every estimate. Just have a conversation, get them to send you a couple pictures over and then talk money. Like let's just get it out on the table. You know, talk, if you just did those three things, you'd sell a lot more and save a bunch of time. And when I say talk money, it could be, you know, through, hey, how much does it cost to paint a house? And you have an article on your website and the whole content thing and all that other stuff. There's many different ways you can automate this and send people links. Hey, before I come out, here's, here's our pricing page or whatever and what starting at and this and that. That's going to save you a lot of time. And then you freed up your time to work on other things in your business that you'd never have time for, right? I would do that. Answer your phone. Slow down, don't run out there, and, and make sure you're talking money. And just get on the same page before you type anything up. Yeah, it's a setting those expectations, right? Make sure you're all on the same page. It's so important. I guess one more question before I wrap this up. How can people find you online, social media? And I think now you're doing HM, some HGTV shows. How can we find you and other people? Yeah, thecontractorfight.com. You can just go there and reach out or anywhere on social. On Instagram, I think it's uh, Real Tom Reaver. Yeah, man, uh, we got... Pretty much type in contractor fight anywhere. You're going to find our, our stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're all over. So I appreciate that, man. Absolutely. Man, and uh, I did hear something. Is is it, you know, could it talk about the HDTV thing or is that too early for that? Yeah, I can't give a lot of detail on it, but it's till they start running commercials and stuff for it. But season one of uh, a show I'm the host of is coming out in the fall. And nice. It's, uh, you know, 
first season. So hopefully uh, enough people are digging it that we get another season, but it's been great. You know, they've, they've actually been great to work with and every experience I've had with them and the contractors on the projects and stuff, everyone's been treated with respect and, and it's been a good time where, and we're really helping people in a kind of a non-traditional HGTV way. So that's Dope. how the show is okay. being approached. So it's kind of cool. No, I'm okay. not yelling and screaming at people and all that on HGTV. So it's <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you see the soft, gentle, loving side of Tom. So. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I don't know now. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Let us know how we can help in any way, you know, through that journey. And uh, yeah, I'd be more than happy to help you out in any way we can. And same with the listeners as well. But Tom, anything else you want to bestow on our listeners before we wrap up here? Hey, man, just, you know, put your mind on the stuff you want, not the stuff you don't want. You know, just start there. It's, that, it's truly that simple. Just put your focus on what you want, not what you don't want. And you're going to get more of what you want. And, you know, I mean, I don't want to overcomplicate it. So that's awesome. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Hey man, thanks for being on the show too, man. You dropped some jewels too. Absolutely, yeah. man. Lots of lots of nice nuggets here. I'm sure they'll find lots of use in. I know I learned something today too, which is just what it's all about. You know, it's it's always about constantly learning. There's never a, a deficit of learning. It's a mental thing. If you think you know it all, then you're already screwed. So, all right, Tom, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Keep crushing it. Hope to catch up with you soon. Awesome, guys. Appreciate you. <laughs>